Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. How much time till we're on? We're on, What? We're on the air right now. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to it. Wednesday night, Sports Day edition. Maddie Rogers, Jason Matthews in the Sports Day studio. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network. Uh, we love and my favourite radio station, by the way, on Super Radio Network. It's 2HD. I'm going to get you in a minute. Uh, 1170 SCN. Hello to our listeners in Sydney. Uh, SCNQ 693 AM, 1620 on the Gold Coast. Our SCN track stations, SCN Fanatic, which you can hear on DAB Plus in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane or on the SCN app. Hello to our listeners there. We are here thanks to the Seven Seats award-winning Kia Sorento, Matty Rogers, is fired up and overloaded on sugar tonight. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Rats. Thanks. Uh, you know what? This week, <laughs> it's been a tough week, right? It has. It's been emotional. It it's been hard. Yeah. And it's just, like, I was fired up about some stuff the other night. And I just, it just as a fan of rugby league, I, I just think I, I'm, I'm understanding <laughs> why fans get so frustrated. All right, we'll get to that. You're obviously still talking about... Felice Kafusi, that, that news broke last night whilst we were on air. Amongst and, other things. Okay, we'll get to that in, in just a moment. Uh, just let me run through a couple of things here. Gold Coast Titans winger Alofiana um, uh, Camperera will be joining us on the show soon. Great young kid, three games for the Titans so far this year. Um, he scored an amazing try on the weekend, which you loved. Yeah. But I love him. I love him because he's a small winger. He's a, he's a, he, I mean, the last small winger is sitting opposite me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still small. Not yeah. for much longer if I keep eating those caramel slices. But, yeah, and, and he is a lovely kid. And, I, and you know, I can't wait to have a chat with him. He's, yeah, just seeing, seeing his growth yeah. over the last few years and coming through the, the Titan system and seeing the reward of that. Um, yeah, I, we'll I love get to it. that. Yeah. I, I'm disappointed in one thing. I will raise that with him. Um, it's got to do with his style. So I want to have a chat to him about that. And hopefully he's not going to play for Queensland, being a Lismore-born boy. Uh, We'll have a chat about that too. Like it or loathe, it's a new segment that's popped up last week. Uh, This is the – I've lost the intro to it. We'll have to find that. Uh, But what are you liking and loathing this week? I'm I'm loathing a lot. We're going to get to that in just a sec. 0457-736-736. 736. That's ridiculous as well. You got anything that's you found that is ridiculous around the world somewhere? I've got a beauty involving uh, Michael Jordan. Well, not him, his son. Oh, really? I can't believe some of the stuff that's come out. And Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales, has got some tips for Wenty Park tonight. Right. Let's get into a couple of things. Um, before we get into the Felice Kafusi decision by the judiciary last night, I know you want to blow up about that. We're just quickly talking before the show started. And if there's a problem in rugby union, 
this week we're seeing one of the biggest idiotic rules that Rugby Australia have imposed on their players. Yeah, I think it would have to do with um, the, the Players Association as well as Rugby Australia. It would be a joint decision. I, I don't think Rugby Australia would um, enforce it without okay. the ratification of, of Rupa. Um, I just don't think they are in touch with where their game is at. So the Brumbies are playing the Crusaders. That's correct. And the Brumbies have to rest five Wallabies, Wallabies from this match. Yep. Like, ugh. what? Yeah, so, I know, Oprah. So, so the rules are, so key Wallabies must be rested for at least three games and not play five weeks in a row. Uh, Brumbies are forced to play without five Wallabies this week. Um, this is a, a, a Wallabies World Cup resting policy. Are you serious? Like, what's that do for the game? Like, well, it does horrible things for the game and it does, it does horrible things for your game. Continuity and consistency is what creates a good footballer. Stopping players from playing based on, you know, resting. I mean, I, look, I get it um, to a degree. But, but they're not in a World Cup year, year yeah. in a World Cup year, you want to be playing and you want to be match hardened. So when you go into that World Cup, you are ready and raring to go. This is, I, I just think they are completely out of touch with the the state of their game in the public eye and this is just another blight on it by resting their star players so the fans I mean yeah I do How, why would rugby australia sign off on this like people are like, is very powerful mate the players association is very powerful but rat this, this is crazy people aren't going to watch that game now no because there's five wallabies missing for is is this something you think Eddie Jones will try and change now that he's in charge of the rugby program in Australia? He'd have zero say in it. Zero. I'm telling you, the, the, the Rugby Union Players Association is a powerful union and that all the players are on board. I, I was a part of it and I saw some things happen and I was just shocked. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, it is a real positive in a way, but it also is, um, you know, when you see things like this, you just scratch your head and just think, boys, you know, for the for the sake of your game, if you don't want to be going to Europe to have to play to make money, you better pull your fingers out because that's what's going to happen. It's going to turn into soccer in this country where our best players have to go overseas to make money because nobody's going to be watching it here. And that's the reality of the situation right now. That's where the game stands. You can sell it, like Eddie said, you can sell what the game has to offer. You can sell it, you know, we travel the world, we play in World Cups and... That's only going to go so far. I'm I'm reading here on a text that this was part of Dave Rennie's coaching plan for the World Cup year. Mm. Oh, I, I, it just yeah doesn't doesn't make sense to me. I've got a text here from uh, Mister Mystery Man uh, in regards to the Wallabies resting policy. Are we even surprised, boys? The sport's dead. Just when we've been talking so positively about rugby in Australia with the with the reappointment of Eddie Jones. We won't be able to watch the best players play against each other because of a stupid resting policy. Yeah. You've just given a free kick to every other code this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, they've been giving free kicks to them for the last 10 years and they continue to do so. And so they wonder why their game's in the toilet. When I say in the toilet, I mean, I, well, it is. who's watching it? I, I, I don't I mean, even know where to find it. It's on stand behind a paywall if you, if you want to watch it. 
It's um, it's sad. It, it is really sad. I mean, I, I loved my time in rugby. Absolutely loved it. I spent so many great years traveling with some amazing people, have lifelong friends, played in front of thousands of people every week for the Waratahs and the Wallabies. You know, traveled the world to nations that just, you know, the game is a religion in those countries, to South Africa, to New Zealand, you know, even to, you know, you go and play at Twickenham and, and uh, you know, the old Carter Palms Park, Millennium Stadium, um, in front of 80, 90,000 people. Stade Francais, 90,000 people, you know, playing mm. in France. Like, in this country, we're just missing it. We are missing it. And it is a it is an absolute shame because it is... And just a, a, a great, the, the players are amazing, the great group of guys and they are being misled on this front. They should have said, nah, we don't want to rest, we want to play. Our fans deserve it and I want to be on the field. Yeah, text here from Simon and great, great point. Lads, these Wallabies that are getting rested, wouldn't it be smarter to have them play than have the week off from training to remain fresh? Like, yeah. what a great, what a great solution. Mm. You know, this, this playing is the easy part. Playing's the fun part. Yeah. You take that away from a player and go, no, we just want you to train. It's like, what? Or as Oprah would say, I don't want to train. I want to play. Yeah. You sorry, know, uh, Oprah is here, by the yeah. way. What? <laughs> she <laughs> fell asleep. If I got told that, it's like, sorry, yeah, no, we're not going to let you play this week, but we're going to flog you at training. Rat, you're saying this is the players' uh, union. Would the players be 100% on board with this? Do you think? Um, oh, mate, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make some phone calls and find out. Yeah. I'm, I'm really so. interested to find out. Jace reckons the uh, the West Tigers are also using a resting policy. Is that is that true? Are you listening to what I'm saying? No. What are you doing? What are you... I'm getting text mes- messages from rugby people. <laughs> right here. Um, I'll say it again. Jace reckons uh, the West Tigers are using a resting policy. True or false? <laughs> Well, they're playing, but they're also resting. So that's probably the problem. They've got to actually really separate the two. Stop resting while you're playing. <laughs> Felice Cafusi, the decision came through last night and you were you were yelling at a cloud. I couldn't stop you. I had to go to a break to stop you and calm yeah, you down. I, I've settled down a bit. I just, I mean, I, I, if, if you put, you know, Joseph Soli's tackle side by side with Felice Cafusi's and you can tell me that Felice Cafusi's was worse and Suli'is, who got graded a grade one and got fined, and then Felice Kafusi gets grade two and three or four weeks. If you can put those two tackles together and you can tell me that they are not, or that Suli'is isn't worse, then you're a moron. Hmm. Plain and simple. And it, it's like, are, are the judiciary's hands tied because of the match review committee? Well, it's the match review committee that's putting him there. Yeah, well, the match re- review committee needs to be reviewed because that was a, an incredibly poor decision by them to to rate that a category two when it was just, I mean, if you're going to have, like, there's precedence been set. Like, that's a, that's a category one, what we just saw, a hit in the back when the ball was clearly gone and then he, in the action of passing the ball, is in motion, pulls out of the tackle and gets a grade two. It's just, it's poor form, um... The, the game is going to suffer because of it, um, the game on the weekend, um, and the, the Dolphins are going to suffer for, you know, the next four weeks. Not, so. be, not, not to be negative about the game, because the game's in a wonderful place. That's but great. I, I, it, there are a lot of inconsistencies. And I think they – I'm just a fan. I haven't played the game like you, but I, they just 
too many layers of of decisions and rules. Like, you, you know, you looked at the the HIA and you quite rightly said, and and I quietly fumed as a South supporter when you had Victor Radley and Jared Wawira Hargraves bang heads together brutally, brutally in the game, and Victor Radley quite rightly so goes off for an HIA. He's got blood pouring from his head. From Jared Warrior Hargrave's head. head. Which, I, it's a big melon and it's a strong melon. But why wasn't he instructed to have an HIA? Mm. Like, where, where are the... Where, it's crazy. And people are getting hit in the... Not getting hit in the head. Yeah. Look, and they're being made to have an HIA. Can I say this? In defence of the NRL, they're not trying to upset us. They're trying to get it right. But in trying to get it right, they're trying so hard and they're putting so many people in different areas to make decisions that it's becoming it's becoming a little bit annoying, a little bit faster. It's a simple game, for right? This, for this time of year, I mean, we're in round three. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be upset. But I'm, I'm, I'm being put in this position where it's just annoying and it's frustrating, and I just want to enjoy the game without these frustrations that are overwhelming. Well, so what's the fix? This is the issue, Jason. I mean, you, what is the fix? You know, how how do we how do we manage this? I mean, is the match review committee the same every week? I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Because I mean, that would probably help for starters. Because if the they, same people, the same people, the same people doing it every week. I'm unsure. I'd like to know that. Can we find that out somehow? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. No doubt our listeners will let us know. Or one three hundred oh one eleven. Because there was a stark contrast in those two tackles. One got graded a, a grade one. One got graded a grade two. And the and the, I think the worst one, you know, going by you know the eye test, watching it. I mean, it was. I mean, I mean, and and you had you know I, I heard Gordy you know banging on today. Or you do the crime, you do the time. He had to get sent for a HIA. Well, I think that was a bad call too because he didn't get hit in the head. It wasn't a high shot. Yeah, but whiplash can. Yeah. Be just as bad as yeah. you know, but I'm just saying it's it's, you know, well, but then we have people hitting the head that don't go off. Yeah, we, we want consistency. That's what we're saying. Yeah, and, and I, every I, fan I you talk to says the same, right? I don't want to get, um, I don't want to get all dirty on the game. I love the game. I just want it to be. I, I want it to be the best for for us. I want it to be the best for our listeners. Our listeners love the game. Um, it hurts me when I see people like. Say I'm done with it. I'm done. This is a joke. Like it, it actually hurts me. Like, like I've lived this game since I can remember. You know, from the moment I could walk, all I wanted to do was put a pair of football boots on and play. And um, yeah, I just, I just, yeah. Look, the the bigger we get, you know, the more you know layers that we seem to have. And you know, I just there's a there's a seems to be a lot of chefs in the kitchen. I think also the ones that say they're done, they're not done. No, they're not done. But but it, 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 you just want to watch your footy and forget about rubbish. And there's just, yeah, just too many lays. Um, you want the next thing that's really upset you, and 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 it's rolled me as well today. How about this? Anthony Griffin has been asked to reapply for his job for next year and beyond. If according, he wants it, according to reports out of nine newspapers, like Dragons will talk to other coaches. Jo- Jason Rolls has been named as. As a possible, uh, as a possibility, and and also, they might want to talk to Craig Bellamy again. Well, Craig Bellamy's not leaving Melbourne. I know he's only this is probably his last year of coaching, but I think two years ago he signed a five-year deal, right? So he's not he's not leaving Melbourne. 
And but if he's going to leave issue. Melbourne to go to St. George, or, like it's an absolute rabble, that club. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of this before. And again, these are reports out of nine newspapers that a board tells a coach after round three, they've played two games, they had a buy in the first week, that you're going to have to fight for your job and you're going to have to apply for your job for next year. Fair enough. His contract expires at the end of this year. But why would you do it at the end of the third round? I'm telling you now, Rat, Dragon's done for the year. Oh, oh what? Well, he's certainly done at the end of the year. There's no way he's getting the job. I mean, I'd like to know, like, when they were sitting around the boardroom and they were all discussing, like, okay, so how do we handle this? All right, well, let's just tell him if he wants to keep his job, he's got to reapply. Oh, that'll come across well in the media. That'll, that'll, that'll be a really good look for us. Like, we can't make a decision or we don't have the balls to actually tell him that, you know, we're not going to continue on with him. Um, uh, it, it just, oh, mate, he, he, he's, they just don't have the, the guts to tell him he's, he's done. Um, or, but what they don't have, or, or they don't have the stones to go, right, we're moving on. We're finding a new coach and they want to hedge their bets. Yeah. No, okay, okay we, we don't want to make a decision, you know, but we're going to make a decision without making a decision. You're yelling. Sorry. <laughs> I'm with you. It's just. But what, what, what good? Take another step back. Put, put Hook to the side for the moment. And he's a bloody good bloke, Anthony Griffin. Terrific. I, I think he's a great coach as well. But what benefit's that going to do for the playing group? If I was Hook, I'd be walking into the club going, you can stick your job up, you blurter. I'm going to coach these blokes to a, to the finals this year. And then I'm and, leaving. And I'm out. You can keep your job. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. Well, Michael Clark said it today uh, on Sky Radio, saying that what if, what if he um, did reapply for the job? has a great year, and then they have to reappoint him. How embarrassing is that for the board? Oh, it's just shocking. I mean, yeah, it just it, it seems like a um, – it seems like a just a, 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 a real, I was going to say, something show. Yeah. And well, exactly what it is down there. It's um, – you know, look, there, there's been innuendo about the off-field stuff. There's been innuendo about the playing group and the coach. And it's like, well, all right, we'll, we'll deal with it and make it – like well, you haven't dealt with anything here. You've just created more stuff for people like us to hammer your club about. And you've, <laughs> you've had a lot of sugar. You want to calm down a bit? You want to talk to Craig from Maitland? He's on the line. He wants. Uh, he reckons yeah. St George is a funny club. Craig, g'day. Welcome to Sports Day. Yeah, they have an innate desire to become a laughing stock. Do they? I can't. I can't believe some of some of the stuff that goes on down down there. Yeah, are you a St George fan, Craig? No, no, I'm not. But I said, but uh, as I said, uh, it just makes you wonder uh, what do they do, do? They deliberately do this? Yeah, well, well, I've always, you know, when you've got a, a you know a, a firm direction and a goal, and you're heading towards something, it's, it's funny how the sort of seas part for you. you you're in, a, you're in a, you, you've got direction. It just seems like they have zero direction. They don't know what they're doing. Um, their recruitment's been pretty average over the last few years. Um, the the playing group, the board, the you know, it, it just seems like you're right. It's it, it is a it's a bit of a laughing stock of the league at the moment. Um, I want to hear from Dragon supporters. Uh, do you think this is a great idea? Maybe maybe we're right off the mark. Maybe we're completely off the mark, and maybe this is the right way to do it. Maybe Dragon supporters. I know you're shaking your head, 
But I'm just uh, I'm Dragon supporters will be angrier than us. They, uh, they'll, 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 they'll do a march down to the club, I bet. Or they should. And say, give us something. Yeah, right. All right well, let's hear from them. I'm just, I'm, just play, I'm, just, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or 1300 01 Mystery man again has told us Hook was told in the off-season. News just broke in round three. But, but what does that do? You've got a whole season ahead of you. Mm. Well, it's, I mean, the rugby league world, there's no secrets in the rugby league world, as we know. Well, I'm going to go to a break, but very quickly, let's have a, a chat to uh, Mark from Wentworthville. G'day, Mark. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. Are you ringing about the Dragons? Mate. Yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of the Dragons since like, the crawl, you know. I'm in my mid-50s, and I've got to tell you, it's... They always blame the coach and the players, that that board itself. And Matty's right. It is a rabble. It is a big show, right? Um, it's been like that forever. And until they take away the old head that get someone that's going to run the club for a club to be successful and not a show for the boys, uh, you know, jobs for the boys, then I think the Dragons will always be like yeah, thanks, Mark. Yeah, right, mate. Thanks for your call on that. Uh, Mark, before you go, are you a fan of yeah. Hook being the coach of the Dragons? Look, when he first got appointed, I thought it'd be, he would be good. To be honest, I thought he would be good. He'd, he'd be the stabilising uh, person that we need at the club. I'm not sure right now. Uh, just, I'm not sure if he's really wanting to be the coach either, to be honest. Well, I don't think you okay, will I anymore. I just think, you know, when you hear some of the comments that come from him and then the comments that come from them, you know, him, him talking about his players and them talking about him, the club talking about yeah. him. I don't know, I'm not sure if it's the right thing to have. You know, I would love to see, you know, and I don't like jobs for the boys, but you know what? Riles has done a great job under Bellamy over there. Melbourne. Oh he's yeah, done his time. He's yeah. done his time. Yeah. Not not yeah, taking yeah, anything away not. from Jason Rolls. He'd be a great appointment. He spent some time with Eddie over the England rugby team yeah. as well. There's no doubt he's got credential credentials. But mm. yeah, perhaps. Hey mate, we've got to go. We've got to go to a break because we want to chat to a young Titan. Thank thanks you. for thanks for your call, buddy. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our number. Uh, oh, sorry, that's our text number or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy Dragon supporters. What do you make of this news today? We'd love to hear from you. Break time. Uh, when we come back, we've got a great young kid, a winger. He's about 80 kilos, ringing wet, uh, ringing, ringing wet, I should say. <laughs> Alofiana Khan Pereira joins us next on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. Goes wide again. Pan Pereira stops oh. and starts. Oh, he's lightning. Oh, he certainly is. That try on the weekend, it looked like someone had blown the whistle and told everyone to stop. And what do you have, about a metre of metre. room? It was, it was one of the, uh, gr- the great finishes that I've seen in, in the modern game. I mean, it wasn't the big dive. It wasn't the big you know, ball in the corner, but... For someone who's played on the wing and someone who's had to, who's been in that position to, yep. to finish in that 
amount of space was it was it was something special. Well, he's on the phone right now. Lofiana Khan Pereira joining us uh, right now on Sports Day. How are you? Can we call you Lofi? Lofi. Lofi. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Awesome, mate. Oh, hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Mate, um, like I said, mate, I was so impressed with uh, your try on the weekend, um, but but equally as impressed with the start of your season. I mean, you made your debut in round one. Um, I read earlier in the year that that you, you you felt like this was the year. This was where that first grade spot was in in reach, and you said that you'd change. You said you'd become a better person off the field and on the field. What do you, what do you mean by becoming a better person off the field? That would would bring that that opportunity within reach for you um yeah yeah i did say that um this year was the year and lots of things changed off often on the field i guess just i think the focus side of things um i always thought like playing rugby was just like having fun and um just like another another day of just just having fun i guess and then I never really took the the little detail side of things seriously. So, but once I mashed them together, um, playing sport like playing rugby and um, having that detail in it, then it became more more passionate for me. Yeah, that's good, mate. Well, you can certainly see the results, and 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 I guess you know at the top level, that's what it's all about, mate. It's about getting those little things right because you've certainly got the skill. What? What, mate, tell us, you know, where, where, what's your backstory? You've been in the Titans for three years, but where were you before that? Yeah. Where, where did you grow up? What, what did, where did you play? Because I, I see that uh, you're available for Queensland, right? Yeah. yeah very good, very good. I okay. must be born in New well, South Wales. Well, we can, we yeah. can continue now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where, where did you get started? Um, I, was, so I was a bit of a late comer. I started rugby when I was 10 years old. Um, I never knew about rugby until I moved to the GC. So I was born in Lismore. Yep. And then we moved to GC when I was 10. Didn't know what rugby was. Played soccer before. And then I started my junior footy at Burley Bears. And yeah, ever since then, just created a pathway to join the Gold Coast Titans and made a couple of rep sides, Queensland, Southeast Queensland, and um, did a bit of touch. Yeah, and then stuck to it, and now I'm, now I'm playing for the Gold Coast Titans. And, mate, killing it as well. I, this upsets me, and, and rats <laughs> pointing at me, just having a good old laugh while you're talking. I, I'm a Blues supporter. It's another one. It's another another New South Wales kid who could potentially pull on the Maroons jersey. What You don't want to put on a Maroons jersey. Yeah, you do, do Luffy. Yeah, do you, you do. The best thing ever. Seriously, mate. You've got don't to listen be a to blue. You've got to be a blue <laughs> through and through. <laughs> Um, yeah, it is, it is kind of hard um, choosing, but yeah, like I said, like I didn't know what rugby was until I moved up to to move to GC. Sorry, um, so yeah, I guess just like where, uh, where I found rugby was was in Queensland. Nice. Um, look, I'm glad you found the game, mate, because you've really impressed Matt Rogers. Um, I got I got to ask you if you didn't play rugby league or or any you know egg ball shaped sport when you were growing, what did you do as a kid? Like what sport did you play growing up in Lismore? Uh, um, no, I, I played a lot of um, a lot of tiggy. To be honest, <laughs> I was always running around with my running around with my cousins and my brother, and my sisters, just always always running. Yeah, so if it wasn't with a boy, it was always just running up hills with with my 
cousins and family, yeah. Oh, that's that's good, mate. Well, you just keep running, all right? Just keep <laughs> keep avoiding those people in the other coloured jerseys. Mate, um, tell me, how are you finding it? I mean, you, you've been around the, 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 the top squad for a few years now, but now to be a part of it. And, and I know, you know, that first game, there's, there's a real novelty factor to it. It's your first game in the NRL, but you've been there for a few games now and it becomes a little bit more job-like. How are you finding the pressures of being an NRL player and the challenges week in, week out that come with having to perform every time you step on the field? Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, honestly, it's a massive step from Q Cup to NRL. Um, at the start, I was a bit nervous and... I definitely needed a couple more games to warm up into it because, um, yeah, like, I think I was just, all games I was just worrying about, like, it's it's NRL, it's finally the spot I want to I want to be at. Uh, I just want to, like, be more comfortable if I got those, got those couple of rounds out of the way. And now, like, I think I, I am a bit more comfortable and as, as it proved on the weekend and, Hopefully you can just get better from now on. Yeah. I, you know, I think um, a great team is a team that competes with each other week in, like day in, day out at training. I noticed Chris Randall has come in for Sam Verrills and, man, he's put his hand up to say he wants to give the coach a, a, a headache in, in decision-making when he's picking the hooker when Sam comes back. What is it like amongst the group there at training? You all, you all get, you're all competing hard for positions, obviously, but is there a great camaraderie amongst the group? Yeah, a hundred percent. There is um, there's always um, that competition side of things at training, and all the boys sometimes do forget that they are in the same team, and sometimes push it. But I think it's I think it's what we need at the moment, and definitely like keeps boys on their toes to push that extra to keep their position. So yeah, c- congratulations to Randy. He's he's definitely deserved it, and. Yeah, and he, he's yeah he's killing it for for us at the moment. Yeah, good to hear, mate. What I love about you as well, you're not one of these six foot something, you know, yeah, 120 kilo, kilo wingers. wingers. <laughs> you're, you're like a Matt. You're out of the Matt Rogers school of wingers. I love it. What are you about? Eighty kilos, <laughs> ringing wet. Yeah, he's not you, even six foot, mate. No, he's under. He's 181 centimeters. Yeah. Um, have you had coming from the Burley Bears last year? I mean, you've lost your mullet, so that would have taken a few kilos off you as well. Which I don't know. I can't believe you lost your mullet. That was an outstanding mullet. But mate, have you had to beef up in the off season? Yeah, um, uh, that was one of the key points that um, that I wanted to get get into and finally put a bit of weight on and a bit of timber. That was uh, definitely a key a key point to put. Um, improve on. Mate, you should be in here at the Sports Day studio. How many cakes? What are you eating over there, mate? I've got a caramel slice <laughs> and a cup of tea. Matt's trying out for the front. He's, he's after a front row position at the Titans. There's We're about the, as quick as him now. So. <laughs> there's Krispy Kreme donuts in the fridge as well. Um, you've got a contract Got a contract for this year with the Titans, and you are going well. Three tries from three games. I was really impressed as well with your form mm. in that trial against the Dolphins. I think you had about three tries or something. The first the, two minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and you looked amazing on, on, on the wing. Have they spoken to you about extending your contract beyond this year? Yeah, they definitely have. Um, like, I, I guess just like little talks then and there. Um, I think they've, like, um, told me to just focus on playing because if I have like contracts like in my head or in the way of me playing, that it could like 
I know I, I just don't want to get a, a big of a head. Yeah. So uh, I think I just want to Im- improve on myself and show people that I can handle NRL grade and just, yeah, I just want to show, show not just Titans, but everyone else that I can that I can be an NRL player. Well, you're certainly showing it, mate. And one way to not think about contracts is get that club to put a big, long one in front of you with lots of zeros <laughs> and a big number in the front. <laughs> then you can forget about contracts, mate. You deserve it. You're doing an amazing job. Tell me, what are your goals for this year? What, what, what? When you started this year, obviously it was to play in the NRL. You're doing that now. Have you got any other bigger goals that you're trying to set your, that you've set yourself to to achieve? Um. To be honest, uh, not, not at the moment. I don't have, like, set goals, but if there's any close ones, any close thoughts that I had, was probably just to keep my spot, to be honest. Yeah. Well, mate, that's a, that's a, yeah. it's a good place to start. Um, you know, it's, it's, what you're doing right now is, is you are impressing a lot of people who are watching the game of rugby league. Um, we're, we've all been super impressed. Um, your humility really comes through as well, mate. So, so congratulations. Yeah, good to hear. You're doing a, you're doing a great job. And uh, we look forward to watching you week in, week out. Awesome. Thank you so much for the sport. Alofiana Khan Pereira, mate. Good luck with the rest of the season. Quickly before you go, I just want to ask you one last question. Mate, who's your hero? My hero is my dad. Yeah, my hero is my dad. He's he's always been there for me and always pushed me to get to where I am today. And without him, I don't know where I'd be right now. All right, mate. Good luck. That's, That's awesome, really nice to hear. Good luck against the Cowboys uh, up in Townsville this weekend with the Titans. And uh, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much for having me. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Matt Rogers, Jason Matthews here tonight. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Or 1300 1170 you can call us. Geez, the stuff about uh, Hook, Anthony Griffin, being put on notice by the board at the Dragons saying he had to reapply for his job. Mm. After round three, well, you know, it's been made public, round three. What do you think, Dragon supporters? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. Rap, we've got Simon from Belmore on the phone. G'day, Simon. G'day, guys. Nice talking to you. Now, you're a Dragon supporter? I'm a long suffering supporter. supporter. I've been going for him since 1975, since I came to this country. Nice. No, I've been, I mean, I I don't know what they're doing in in the boy, you know. Head office. I don't know what they do in the head office. Benson Griffin is such a nice bloke, okay? Well, it's, what I'm trying to say to you guys, it's not the coach playing for them. It's the players playing for the coach, okay? Yep. They should be doing something. They should supposed to be supporting the coach. It's the board they gotta, they got to get rid of, not the coach. It's the board. And if the players don't want to play for the coach, get, tell them to go somewhere else. Mm. There's, a, there's always one door opens, the other door closes. You know what I mean? Yep, good point. Uh, I Simon. mean, Anthony Griffin. Anthony Griffin is one of the nicest. Anthony Griffin is one of the nicest coach going around. Okay. Yeah, he's a decent. There's nothing bloke. wrong with Anthony Griffin. Okay, he's a decent bloke. I met the bloke. He's such a nice bloke. It's not the coach. It's the players and the board. Okay. Rightio, Simon from Belmore. There, what do you reckon, right? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it just you know the the the, the top clubs. I mean, do, do you hear about their board? No. 
Do you hear about any of that internal? Do, do, you, do you see poor decisions being made no. time after time? No, you don't. Mate, the best clubs have well-run operations from top to bottom, and it starts at the top, and that top is the board of directors and the chairman of the club. A fish rots from the head, right? Yep. Tasman from Belmore as well. Geez, a lot of listeners in Belmore tonight. Mm. Uh, Tasman, Hello. you're a Dragons fan Hello, too, Gary. mate. I can't believe you're Absolutely. not a Bulldog Hello. supporter. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm torn between both uh, both teams. But, mate, uh, like uh, you, you stole my thunder, I was going to say, yep, the fish smells from the head. It's quite disappointing. And it's really disappointing uh, the, the, the way they've reacted like that. I mean, I understand their clubs are result-orientated and it's a business. But it's like saying giving someone a year's notice or a year to apply for their job. What enthusiasm and what respect are you going to have from the players? It'd yeah. be half-hearted. I yeah. mean, it's, it's just appalling. It's not, that's not in the interest of the, of the game. Well, it's certainly not in the interest of your team. That 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 is the, the reality of it. I mean, how absolutely, right. yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a tough call to be made. So, um, I mean, I mean, it's just it reeks of uh, a lack of um, you know, I guess intestinal fortitude to stand up and make a decision. It's like we don't want to make a decision. As you said, sorry, go on. As you said, look, look, look at the look at some of the those you know the strong clubs, the good clubs, the. The Roosters, the Panthers, I should say, maybe it's the wrong word to use. They run a tight ship. Yep. At, yeah, um, they do. You know, Politis and, and these guys. I mean, this internal bickering, that's just, that's just terrible for, for a club that's representing, you know, an, an iconic club. Regardless, this is stuff, yeah. Yep. All right. Beyond. Anyway, that's all I've got to say. Mate, we love thanks, you, Tasman. Mate. Thank you for taking the time to speak. Tasman, mate, thanks for that. Uh, see you, mate. Mick uh, from Margaret River and WA. Wow. Uh, he's a Titans fan, but you want to have your say on the Dragons. How are you, Woogie? Yeah, Rat. good, mate, good. Hey, bo- hey mate, how hey, are you? Just, just so, Rat, just so you understand who good. Mick is, we're all going over to Margaret River and staying at his joint. Yeah, yeah, a few, few, few uh, glasses of Chardonnay and uh, some grapes and I cheese. I picked you nice. for a Chardonnay drinker. <laughs> yeah, anyway, what, What's Mick? going on, Mick? <laughs> mate, I just find it funny, like, the... The merry-go-round that happens with St George. Now we did the same thing with Justin Holbrook. Like we'd be a hot mess again. Now it just keeps on happening. Like it's just a merry-go-round at St George. What what do they get out of it? But like no one's going to play for him. And Hook's not a bad dude and a good coach. Right? Well, well, he knows his footy. Give him a chance. Yeah, yeah. He, he knows his footy. And you're yeah. right. It's like you, you just keep. It's like uh, you know, two steps forward, three steps back. Two steps forward, three steps back. It's like you, you you've got no continuity in your club. You've got no belief in the decision makers in the club, and it just creates uh, a, 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 this mediocrity around such a strong, proud, powerful club that is St George, yep. oh, St George Illawarra. I mean, my dad played for St George for three years, and he said he got recognised more everywhere he went around the world for playing for St George than he did for the, the 12 years he played at Cronulla. There you go. All right, Mick, thanks for your call, mate. Appreciate it. There he goes, Mick in uh, Margaret River. And you know what? Let's go back a step too. What Hook inherited there too, through the COVID time, he came into that job through COVID, barbecue gate, all that sort of stuff. He made big decisions around that. He stood players down for a long time. Who's the one player that you'd build a club, a club around at that club? Who's the one player? Ben Hunt. Ben Hunt. What has Ben Hunt got to say about? I know. I'm just thinking that. What has Ben Hunt got to say about Hook? Great bloke. Loves him. 
loves him, plays for him. Mate, I'd be, I'd be going right. They're the two guys we need. Let's work around this. Radio, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text number. Hey boys, love the show. Giddy up, Maddie. I love the open, honest commentary, and I hope you don't change. It's great. The Dragons and Tigers have the same issue. Their head office is a shambles until that is resolved. Nothing will change. That's uh, from HB Robbo. We've got to go to a break, Maddie. We'll be back with more texts in a moment. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Geez, we've got a ton of text messages to get through tonight. 0457 736 736. People are fired up about the Wallabies, uh, the Dragons, and the Felice Cafusi decision. But one quick text. Something positive. I want to read something positive out, right? Gents, great interview with Olifana. Uh, Khan Pereira, what a respectful young man. The Titans have a good human there. I'll even forgive him and let it slide that he kept calling rugby league rugby. We said that, didn't we? Mm -hmm. The production line of talent ensures that there will be enough depth for future expansion. That's Daniel from Prairie Wood. Yeah, Yeah, great young man, wasn't he? He, he, I'm really – there there is one other um, really positive text here. It says, boys – this is from Scott at Quakers Hill – says, boys – Matt has been working such long, hard, oh, arduous great. hours for the last few weeks. Thanks, Scott. I have been. I've been under the pump. This oh, isn't all please. I do either, just so you know. <laughs> this isn't like what well, this is all he does. He comes and <laughs> talks <laughs> to a microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. G'day, uh, Jason Rat. What do you think is more laughable? That Kafusi got four weeks or the rooster that got off uh, on a clear whack towards Campbell Graham's head? Oh, mm. Don't start me. <laughs> Thanks, buddy, uh, from Birrell. Th- this one makes a lot of sense um, from, from Gav from Penrith. Gavin from Penrith. He says, the Wallabies don't play until July, and the Super Rugby season is only 15 rounds long. Compare that to the 27 rounds of the NRL, plus three mid-season origin matches and a month of internationals at the end of the year. Now tell me which code needs to be resting players, Gavin from Penrith. Yeah, true. I, again, Five Wallabies being rested from the Brumbies versus Crusaders clash this weekend. That has destroyed that fixture. Mm, no one will be... Well, I don't even know where it's bloody on, for starters. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I can't even find it anywhere. But anyway, keep your texts coming through. Uh, Wallabies played in November. Super Rugby started in February. Absolutely correct. Well, they oh, play in July. The, the Wallabies start their, their test campaign in July. But, uh, I mean, they play the Tri-Nations and they go into some end-of-season games. On the Dragons, you won't find any Dragon supporters. They've all been told to reapply for their memberships. <laughs> Great text, Razor. Thank you for that. Back in a moment, this is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Matty Rogers, Jason Matthews here uh, for for a uh, Wednesday night. Normally, this is the quietest night in rugby league 
But it's not rugby league. All right, mate. Um, but it's not tonight. No, no. Well, what a, this, is, this is a really good point. This is from uh, Dan from Prairie, Daniel from Prairiewood. He says, Gents, the NRL's two joint venture clubs administration are utterly shambolic. Just when the West Tigers lay claim to being the biggest basket case in the game, St. George Laura say, hold my beer and outdo them. <laughs> Internal politics of two factions that make up both boards are responsible for the mediocrity that's thrown up to the fans and members completely inept. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute good point. Very, very, and that's Daniel from Prairie Wood, Mark from Prairie Wood, not related, says the Tigers and Dragons been making bad decisions for the last 10 years. Both merged clubs. Is it something to do about both sides of the mergers bickering? Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's probably a, a good point, you know, to consider. I mean, you've, you've got, you know, the West side, you've got the Tigers side, you, you know, they're all trying to have their say and then are they getting on? And you've got... Illawarra and, and St. And George. George. And we know, I mean, St. George wanted to, didn't, didn't I read something last year where they were thinking about dropping the Illawarra out yeah, of it? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Well, I, that's what was reported. Who knows? Yeah. That would be, that'd be nuts to do that. That'd be nuts. Hey, what about Reptile? And this is the other side of the argument. And, and, and look, when you look at the figures, Hook's winning percentage was lower than Mary McGregor's when he was sacked mm. as coach, right? Mm. Um, Hook's recruitment decisions sackable in its own right set the club backwards 10 years that's from reptile i don't i don't agree with that but some could argue well we're not having the wins uh so he he's not the right coach and this is why we put him on notice but at the same time he's coached through a really difficult situation that whole covert thing and as i said barbecue gate he took a stance on that sort of stuff as well i and i don't think he's had time as well with all of that and a lot of coaches through that period but I don't think he's had the opportunity to have his stamp on that team. And he's no. starting to now. And, and mate, they were, they were great in the first half against Brisbane. You said they were mate, outstanding. They, they were. They were running hard. They were tackling hard. They, they, they were a different side after the halftime break. They, they just, it was noticeably different, the, the energy that they came out with, which isn't ideal. Um, but they were running harder and tackling harder than Broncos in the first half, and that's why they were in the game. And I reckon they just ran out of gas. And my theory on that to you was, well, they've only played two games. Broncos mm. have got more more metres in their belt. legs, yep. um, and they didn't play the first round. Yeah. So, and then look, time will tell. Do they do they last longer this week? Do, do they see out the game better this week because they've got those those metres in their legs? Time will tell. Mate, I got, a, I got a text from Mal here. He says, boys, I'm a Dragons man since Stevie Morris tore them up. What a slippery Morris. What a great player he was. Uh, I signed up a few days ago with the Dolphins. Jeez. Mate, that's a, that's a, that's a rusted-on fan who's gone, ah, I'm out. Uh, that's a shame, isn't it? Well, I mean, well, congratulations to the Dolphins. You just earned yourself another fan. That's, uh, that's a, and and hey, hey, I listen to, I think there's a lot of people that have <laughs> jumped on the Dolphins bandwagon. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Hey, a text here from 127, another young superstar winger, of course, talking about Khan Pereira from the, the Titans, who idolises his dad and cause rugby league rugby. Could he, like Matt Rogers, end up a dual international? Time will tell, but he already looks the goods. He does. He does look the goods. It's early days. But, you know, what, what I've enjoyed about watching him play is he just, he just seems to um, – just relish in the moment, you know. He, he he doesn't look nervous. He takes takes the game on. He's he's got a tremendous speed and he's courageous. He puts himself in the middle. He's you know he's a he's a complete player. I, I'm missing the mullet though. He had a great mullet last year at Burley. He did. 
It was it was at least a metre long. It was outstanding. <laughs> and just watching his darting runs across field through through the opposition, it was just blowing in the breeze down there yeah, oh, mate, at Pizzy Park. He, he, it just uh, <laughs> the flowing locks of Carm Pereira. Oh, what about this text from uh, from Steve from Dubbo? I understand your argument, Matty, but being a para fan has completely drained me. I have no strength <laughs> for any other plight. Steve, you'll get a win in a few weeks' time. Yep. Don't worry. It's well, coming. No, oh, against West Tigers. Is yeah, that it? Yep, That's yep, Easter round, Monday. <laughs> round, round seven. Round six. <laughs> Easter Monday, that is. Hey, number one golfer from Oyster Bay on the line. Let's talk about the Dragons. Hello, number one golfer. Hello, you there? Hello? No, not there. All right. Well, hopefully we can come back to him. More texts here. The, what about this one from Gavin from Penrith, the one at the top there, Matty, about the Wallabies? Oh, about yeah. I think I, I read Have you that. Read that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, about okay. resting we'll players. One, yeah. yeah, it was. Um, it's a yeah. Look, for for me as as a back, um, you know, certainly the game of rugby league is a far more physical and arduous game than, than playing rugby. Um, that's not just, like I would never say that about a, a fellow like a like a Phil War or a, or a Bill Young who you know packed into the scrums and they put their head over the ball and it's a very different different game for those guys. But there are, you know, I mean, the, the game itself in terms of its week-in, week-out intensity, um, rugby league certainly has a lot more of that. Yeah. Um, and our players seem to handle it all right. And I think our rugby players need to man up a little bit and go, no, we want to play. Could you imagine the All Blacks players union saying, listen, we, you can't play five games in a row. Uh, you've got to sit out certain games to be prepared to play for the All Blacks. Yeah, you know the reality of that situation is that Woogie, they 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 could probably do that, and there there wouldn't be that much of a drop in standard. Uh, I don't think we have that luxury. Um, you know, our top tier of players um, on their day when they when they perform can compete with anyone in the world, and we need them ready. Mm. Um, with the All Blacks, um, they, they can lose a few players, and you know, f- throw in a few more, and you know, you don't really see too much of a, a dip in in um, the level of performance, and, and that's that's just the nature of... But that's what you played to do. That's what you trained for, to play. To play. Like Let, I said, it's the about, fun part. What about less training and more playing? Um, well, but I'd, again, I'd is this sports science, science going too far, we, along with the, the, the rugby, rugby Union Players Association or the Players Union? Do you, I just think it's, it's gone too far. And it's happening in a lot of sports. Look at cricket. Remember when we went through that stage with cricket where they'd rest fast bowlers? Mm. Now... Jeff Thompson, Dennis Lilly, all these blokes, they never got rested. They never got these soft tissue injuries. Well, no, if they did, uh, they played well, through well, it. Well, I mean, it's a different generation now. Um, but Jason. a body's a body, though, man. Yeah, and, and I mean, I mean, I, I know, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, came out um, pretty, he was pretty parochial about these, you know, resting stars in the NBA. You know, like fans pay to come and play to, to watch them play. Um, you know, a kid might be, you know, a fan of LeBron James and he's having a rest this week. It's like, no, no, but I want to watch him play. You, you get paid to play. That's You don't get paid to train. You get paid to play yep. and you get paid to win. Um, that's the reality of it. And, yeah, look, I'm not a big fan of it. I didn't like – I didn't even like resting from training. Like, I, I mean, in my last year I was 34 and the coach is like, oh, you know, have a few – I said, man, I don't want to have a – I don't want to rest. I want to train and it gives me confidence so that when I get on the field I know yep. I'm ready to go. Um, yeah, look, at, I, you know, there's, I'm sure there's some sports science behind it, but mate, the fittest I'd ever been and the toughest and the, the strongest I'd ever felt was being trained by a guy named Billy Johnson 
And when I said to him, mate, uh, have you got any sports science behind this work we're doing? He goes, yeah, mate, the Cunnamulla School of uh, Medicine. <laughs> he goes, you run till you spew. And then when you, next time you run, you'll be able to run a bit further. And, mate, it was hard. And, mate, I, I, would, I contemplated throwing myself down a flight of stairs that we're running up at Corumban. This is no lie. It was that hard. And what we were, we were putting our bodies through, I contemplated throwing myself down the last flight because I thought if I just do it from here, I'm – I might and maim. Serious? I'm serious. I might and maim myself enough. I'll just be able to miss this last set because it's so hard. <laughs> like obviously, I didn't, and I finished it. But that's what creates toughness. That's what yeah. creates the, the the guy that you look alongside you and yep. you go, I can trust that guy. Yep. You know, because I know he was feeling the way I felt, and he did that set. You know, like it's an important aspect. Mate, got a couple of calls here. Let's go to Mick in the Darling Downs. G'day, Mick. Hey, how you going, guys? Yeah, very good, mate. How Are you in Toowoomba? Yeah, I come from Toowoomba originally, yeah. T-Bar. Yeah. We, call it, we call it T-Bar. It, 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 Mick, can you clear something up? Do the locals at yeah. any stage refer to Toowoomba as T-Bar? Yeah. Oh, thank you, mate. <laughs> yeah, not, not till about not till about the last 15 years, but the oh. last 15 years or so, yeah, to T-Bar. Excuse me, uh, Matt Rogers wants to say something to me. Go ahead. You're a dra- Sorry, Jason. You're a Dragons fan, mate. Tell us what your thoughts are on this whole... Oh, I, no. Oh, you've got a comment about uh, John Sattler. Is that right? Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, look, I'm on Sats. And uh, I've got to say a couple of things first. Um, I met him after he twice in, uh, in business world after he'd um, finished playing. And I've got to say, all the things that we hear about him now, he was a bloody gentleman in the two dealings I had with him. Top notch. Um, but I just want to set the scene up. I'm an old Queensland boy. Come I should have said from the Darling Downs. Um, I first started watching state football before it was state of origin, and uh, we were regularly flogged and flogged and flogged. Um, back in the days when we still had hookers who had to hook because you had to pack a scrum and you had to strike and you couldn't use the second row. And Queensland had this hooker called Brian Fitzsimmons, fastest striker of a ball ever, best hooking hooker you'd ever want to meet. Played, I think, about eight. Um, interstate games seven of those interstate games after his first, the next seven first scrum of the game he ended up on the ground out cold and Sats had a bruised knuckle <laughs> yeah so I'd say that was back in the day where you had one camera at the footy so you didn't have ten cameras that could go close and see what was happening in the scrum no. you had one camera at the back of the Lane Park Stadium and you couldn't see who was who was every poor old Brian Fitzsimmons um, on his back at the end of the first scrum. Yeah. <laughs> um, to his credit, the bugger got all up, always got up and come to the next scrum. So, yep, Shatter was a hard man. But when I was watching him play for New South Wales, he was a dirty man. Yeah, wow. Then he came to Queensland and he played for West in Queensland. And the first state of, well, state of Rocha, the first interstate game I went to see as a 17 year old in 1973. Chats would have my jersey for Queensland. And all of a sudden, Chats was my dirty man, not theirs. I love yeah. the man. Yeah, yeah. 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 Good, good on you, mate. All right, Mick. Thanks, Mick. Thanks, thanks for your call, of course. Uh, yeah, oh, the great man himself, John Sattler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number one golfer, Oyster Bay, is uh, on the line. Can we Have we got him this time? Are you there, number one golfer? Yeah, I'm here. How you going, guys? Yeah, good, good. mate. Good, good. You want to talk about yeah, the Dragons? Good, good to hear you. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
certain sections of the media have been after Hook ever since he got there. I, I, I think when he came to the Dragons, I thought he was the best best thing for the for the club for a while. Andrew Webster, for example, in the Sydney Morning Herald, he's been on his back ever since he got there, and and Webster's actually a Dragon supporter. So I, I don't understand what what he's on about. I mean, when Hook got there, he backed Ben Hunt to the hilt, where previously they wanted to play him as hooker. And and look look what he did last year. He almost carried the team to the to the finals. And he was the Player of the Year. And and the way the way that actually started, Jacob Little's turn turned this. He, he's, he's turned this club around. I've been saying for a few years we haven't. The, the problem with the Dragons has been there's no there's no dummy half that's getting get, get out like a Damien Cook and, and and put the opposition at sixes and sevens. Not not sure what to do. Well, he's already doing that, and it's it's made a huge difference already. Mm. And, and I actually feel they're going to have a good season. I do too. Now I hear this. Yeah, I. I, I I might be parochial, but I actually thought before the season this is the year that they're going to make make the eight. They haven't made it for a while, and I haven't felt that before this season for a while. But I honestly did, and and the way they started on the weekends, yeah, sure they ran out of ran out of gas, but it was not just that. It was the amount of six agains that went against them and, yeah. and the penalties. Yeah, they just couldn't could keep happening. I, I look past that. I, I think I think they've actually got a good side this year. Well, yeah, good yeah. test. Yeah, thanks yeah. for your call, number one golf. Good test this weekend. Rats when they take on the the, the Sharks. Yeah, with yeah. Nico Hines returning. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it is a big call. It's a big match, and and form really goes out the window on in this match because it's it's a it's a, it's a genuine local derby, and there's a, there's a lot of hatred between these two clubs. So they both want to win it desperately. Uh, he's right, you know, like. You got Ben Hunt in there playing at hooker. You got him playing at half. You got him all over the shop. He's doing everything for that club. He's got someone in there to help him now. Mm. Um, and I've said time and time again that number nine position that it is so critical in the game of rugby league now. If you cannot pose a threat in that middle, your edges they get killed because you they're just racing out onto the the, the, the halfback and the five eight and just shutting you down. Um, if they can keep continuing on that vein of football that they played, I think they'll win more games than they lose. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think this this could come back and bite them big time on the backside. I, I actually have a feeling they may have even signed a coach. And how are you going to recruit players next year? How are you going to recruit players next year? And they'll go, rightio, um, or, or retain players if they don't know who the coach is going to be next year. Because you don't th- I wouldn't think they're going to publicly name a new coach. If they if they're dead serious about Hook having to apply for for uh, a continuation of his role, obviously that's going to be based on performances. Let's say he does get them to the finals. Let's say he gets them into September. Like you're already teeing up contracts for the next year and 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 after that for 2025, yeah. uh, play. You're not going to attract great players if you've if you've got an unstable situation in a club where they don't even know who the coach is going to be. Well, well, to be honest, you know, were they were they attracting great players in any case? They weren't, and I think they've just made it harder for themselves. Yeah, good call. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Keep your texts coming. Uh, the Aussies, by the way, uh, the third ODI, and I know you don't like cricket during rugby league season. season mate. Uh, not, you're sounding like Sats. 
Uh, none for 24. Oh, 3.5 overs. Don't watch it. What a four. That was a great four by Marsh. Mitch Marsh has got 23 or 15. Travis had four of nine. Davey Warner batting at three uh, mm. tonight. Aussies win this. They wrap up the ODI series. And that's what matters. Like, we weren't there for the tests. No. Isn't it amazing how the pitches, by the way, all for of the a sudden. Are great. <laughs> yeah. Are great a, for batting. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of more... Um, um, Tech. So Fitzy, your mate Fitzy reckons Desi signed uh, Desi. to coach the, the, the Dragons. <laughs> the, the Jedi Knight. On Kafusi, fellas, if anyone in the game is in desperate need of an HIA, it's the MRC and judiciary. Appalling decisions have been coming out of that circus for years and nothing ever changes. That's from OJ. You're right, mate. Hi, boys. I find it completely ridiculous that the rugby league world has to miss watching people getting Kafusi'd for four weeks. It's stupid. Um, we need consistency with these hits. That it needs to get sorted. That's yep. Mick from Margaret. Yeah, River. and another one on Kapusi. Hi, Woogie in the rat. I wish that Peter Volani was able to step in and save police for Kapusi from last night's horrible judiciary hearing. I'd love to see the best versus the best on Friday night Broncos Dolphins from Sporty Gab. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I I think I don't think that can happen. I, I don't think it would undermine the whole process and it would set a precedent that would be. It'd be too hard to undo. Uh, mm. but, but, yeah, look, I, you know, I don't know what was said beforehand or if any – I mean, I don't know. It's just a, a schmozzle. Before we go to the break, or we can do it after the break, what's coming up after the break? Let me have a look. Oh, well, we might even chuck this into That's Ridiculous. I'll hold off onto it. Code Sports, which I love reading. Wonderful stuff. It is special. Good. Special report on Australia's most marketable athletes. And I know Sam, who's filling in for Daddy Vass tonight, has just done this to rile me. I can't believe who Australia's most marketable sports person is. And I mm. actually think number two should almost be at number one and number 33 should be in the top three. You can see it. And yeah. so we call that a hook and tease in the biz, Rat. Yeah, so yeah, just hold yeah. on. I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with number 22. What, um, being placed there? Yeah, I think that's about right. I thought it was pretty high. As in high as in like... High as in too high on the list? Yeah, I, well, I was surprised by that, yeah. No, he, he's very marketable. I love 47. Yeah, 47's good. I love number four. Like, you talk about marketable. Oh, please. That's marketable. All right, you're making me angry. We'll get to this in just a moment. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, welcome back to it. Matty Rogers, Jason Matthews here tonight. Our great mate Sats, um, he will be back Monday night, by the way, back on the show then. Great to Uh, have him back. It will be. uh, Code Sports special report on Australia's most marketable athletes is one of my that's ridiculous tonight, Matty. Now, each athlete is ranked according to their marketability score, which is generated by three categories. Personal brand strength. God, I hate that. Personal brand. Oh. My brand. <laughs> Audience 
and reach and economics, the scores they receive across these categories combined to determine a marketability score out of 100? I'd like to know what they are, how they – like, I'd like to see it. I mean, because I'm, I'm – yeah. Anyway, there, there are some – Obviously, the biggest names of Australian sport are in. Are we going to go? Are we going to go straight to number one, or are we going to talk about the others? Well, let's start with your number forty-seven, Latrell. Latrell Mitchell should be higher. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think he's a he's a he's a huge character in the game of rugby league. Um, He probably crosses codes um, in terms of his marketability. Um, Let's let's go to the top four. Top four. Well, actually, Nico Hines. You like Nico Hines? Nico Hines at at twenty-two. Yeah. See, I think Latrell Mitchell should be around there. Cleary's 25. Cleary's 25. Very marketable, yeah. yeah. I love Alyssa Healy. Alyssa Healy, yeah. And Meg Lenning, 23-22. But let's go to the top four. Your mate. Nick Kyrgios, number four. Mate, if he's not... What? He's... uh, Mate, everybody knows who Nick Kyrgios is. Yeah, but do you... If you've got a brand, do you want him associated with it? Nike obviously thinks so. Biggest brand in the world. I wouldn't be giving him if I was a tennis racket manufacturer. I wouldn't be sponsoring ah, him. Ah, they all smash him. We'll get a bit narky on the field. Josh Giddy, Australia's uh, basketball superstar, playing for the Oklahoma Thunder. I love this kid. Yeah, so do I. But we don't see a lot of him though. No, but I mean, you look. He, his his endorsement deals in the US would be enormous. But is he an Australian? And granted, Nick Kyrgios is an Australian household name. I don't think Josh Giddy is. I don't think he's a a household name. Would you rather be marketable in Australia? Like I always say, I picked the wrong country to be a professional athlete in. If you're a professional athlete in Europe, you're a professional athlete in the US, you're making stupid money. So Australia Not that doesn't... I'm disappointed in my career. I'm, I'm grateful for it and I loved it and, you know, it wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, but... Um, but Josh Giddy in the US, he's a, you know, he's an, was he number one draft pick? Uh, he was, uh, he yeah, was up, there. up there and, um, you know, he's doing great things in the well, NBA. He, well, he could have won rookie of the year in his first year, but mm. he didn't injure himself. Yeah. yeah. Um, number, number two, I love this one. Sam Kerr. And I can't disagree with that. Nah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have been surprised if she was number one. Yep. Just such a, you, you know, what? I, I took my daughter to watch the uh, Matildas play up at Lang, uh, Suncorp, um, a couple of years ago. Um, she watched the game, uh, and after the game, those women, not only did they stay around and sign autographs, they got into the crowd. Mm. They were walking around the stands, getting photos with the young girls that were there to support them. Mm. They have so much uh, gratitude for the opportunity that they're being presented right now to play on a world stage, to be paid well. to, And it's just, and it comes and it, and it shows. Uh, and they, they were just beautiful. She got photos with my daughter and her little friend who we took along with her. It was just, it was beautiful. And and it wasn't because we were anyone, I wasn't anyone special. I didn't get any special privileges. That was just them being who they were as athletes coming and giving back yep. to the fans. Yeah, it's it great. Amazing. Uh, Tim says, you idiots. No, nah, it's me. I'm the idiot here, Tim. Of course, an NBA player has more pull than an NRL player. Yeah, I understand that. But I was just thinking, I was thinking on a domestic level. All oh, right, yeah, Is domestically. He, yeah, domestically. Rightio, and number one, I, I can't believe. So, uh, go ahead. Number one is the Australian cricket captain, Pat Cummins. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, look, uh, it, it, yeah. I mean, the, the no, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, well, I, I'm not a, I'm, I like cricket, but I'm not a cricket man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like I, I'd, I'd think, you know, within this country, 
And if we're, and we're obviously not just talking within this country, right? So within this country, I think a Latrell Mitchell would have more. But but nationally, Pat Cummins and globally, uh, and globally, India, you know, the UK. You think about the reach that Pat Cummins has as the Australian c- cricket captain. That that is a that is a very highly. Um, it's a besto- it's an honour bestowed yeah, on. I, yeah. You know, like it is. There's the prime minister and then there's the Australian cricket captain. I and I think that that title is what. Um, I, I guess puts him in that position. Oh, I'd have I'd have Uzi Kawaja above him. I think he's more marketable, and I also think the bloke who came in at number seven is more marketable than Manus Labuschagne. Oh, Manus, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great batsman! But you you know what I mean, like number one batsman in the world. Mm. I'd actually have Steve Smith above Pat Cummins. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, like, I don't know where Steve Smith was on the list. He'd be, he'd be on it. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Oh four five seven seven three six. 736 is our text number. I've got one more that's ridiculous for you. Chicago Bulls legend Scotty Pippen's wife, Larsa, who's 48, claimed on Real Housewives of Miami, oh, God, I've got to watch that after maths finishes, <laughs> that she used to have, she used to do the horizontal monkey dance, yeah. right, in case there's any kids in the car listening, four times a night. Come on, that's ridiculous. Oh, well, I guess it explains why Scotty Pippen used to have a bad back. <laughs> It gets what? worse. You know what? What? Now she's dating a new bloke. His name's Marcus. His surname is Jordan. He is the son of Michael Jordan. Wow. Come on. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, That'd what? be – okay. Have you – Have you? do you know – don't name names. <laughs> Any teammates, have they dated a teammate's – Son. Offspring, offspring. Would it have, well, it could be son or daughter. Um, yep. Not that I know of, in any way, shape, or form. This, for me, would be the equivalent to dating a mate's mother, or or sister. Yeah, it'd be a bit odd. You it? know what I mean? It, it's... It'd be awkward. I mean, when they all get together for Christmas, <laughs> it'd be a bit weird. Mm. Uh, Marcus is going in for back surgery uh, next week. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. All right, got to go to a break. Simon Orchard from uh, Greyhounds, New South Wales, joining us shortly. He's got a couple of tips for Wenty Park tonight. Uh, just a couple of texts uh, before we go to the break. The Dragons board are taking the heat off the Tigers board a little. Poor treatment of their coach. Cheers, fellas. That's from Tazzy Tiger. Uh, there's one here from... The pain in my backside is uh, Glenn, the reality king from Newcastle. How well are the Aussies doing in the sport Justin knows nothing about? Well, I could tell you they're none for 41. Well, can I, can I 6.3 tell, overs. Can I, can I just follow on from Scott from Quakers Hill because he's followed up and he's just said, in, like I've been working long and arduous hours for the last few weeks. He's, he's been performing at such a high level, like a Trojan. I have been. Just wondering, has Matt started – Filing out, filling out his long service leave forms yet. Maybe you boys could all chip in and send him to a day spa for a little treat and freshen up. Scott, you you just keep sending those texts in, mate. Thank you. Thank Scott. You. So at least someone's appreciating me. Scott, I'm sorry, mate. Someone's moved it. It's a one-week ban. <laughs> all right? You're out. You've been cut off. All right, yeah, break time. Uh, we'll catch up with uh, Simon Orchard from Greyhounds New South Wales next on Sports Day. <laughs> 
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Time to talk some uh, Greyhound racing news. Simon Orchard is joining us. And, Simon, the Ladbrokes Golden Easter Egg went with Park April 8. By the way, Matty Rogers just stepped out for a, for a minute. Oh, I can't wait for this. In fact, I'll, are you a big fan of Easter? I love I love, I love, love my Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> you like a Humpty Dumpty, Simon? Mate, I reckon Easter is my favourite holiday, uh, especially with two young kids now. Nothing better than opening up a million Easter eggs on mm-hmm. Easter and watching them just guzzle down chocolate uh, pretty much from dusk till dawn, and then they just don't sleep for four days straight. So, yeah, <laughs> Here what, you go, what Mum. Way I know. Could, could you spend a holiday? No, honestly, Easter's my favourite. I don't know what it is about Easter. Yeah, I love the chockies too. Um, it's yep. just a nice little holiday in the middle of, and I'm off to Byron Bay. Would you believe it for Blues oh. Fest soon? So I can't wait oh. for that as well. Oh. How good are you? You're going to fill the kids up on chocolates and then bugger off to Byron, uh, off to Byron Bay. That'd be <laughs> nice. All right. Now listen, hey, we're all in it together, mate. We've, we've got a we've got a little trolley to put the kids in. They can go to oh, sleep in there and hopefully listen to uh, who's playing Gang of Youths. I think I'm most excited to hear up there at, at Byron Bay. Right, you'd be able to get one of those fancy drinks that you drink there as well, Byron Bay. What are they? Spritzers or whatever you drink. <laughs> anyway, let's move Bacardi on. Breezer. That's it. The Country Classic was won by Showman Jack at Dubbo over the weekend. A great night had by all. Tell us about the winner and the link to the great Horse Octagonal. Yeah, uh, wonderful story. So John and Julie Smart trained the dog Showman Jack and Showman Jack's mum, uh, Lovelace, actually ran in a bunch of group finals over 720 metres. Now, we earmarked him at the start of the year as a dog to watch. He hadn't really extended his brilliance to 600 metres, let alone 700, but the country classic rolled around. We knew that John and Julie were targeting him towards this race at the back end of last year, and it's great to see a plan come to fruition for them. Showman Jack jumped from box one. There's some really good greyhounds in the race. Um, he just sat in behind the early leader, Ailey Bale, and then blitzed her in the last 100 metres or so there at Dubbo. Julie led the dog out and boxed it. She was speechless on the walk back to the victory post. And John was given the She's Apples, uh, Huey Bowman signal all the way down the straight pump in his <laughs> fist as well. And it's a nice little um, reference, as you mentioned, to octagonal. So John actually used to be a strapper for the Hawks stable. Uh, and he actually strapped octagonal in a couple of his preparations, the back end of his career. So ah, he said he story. learned everything he knew about preparing animals from the Hawks camp. He said there's a lot of similarities between getting a thoroughbred ready and and a greyhound, and now they've got not a group race, but a race worth $125,000 and the country classic, the second ever taken out by Showman Jack. A wonderful night on track. And let me tell you, they were humming in the bar afterwards. I could have stayed there all night. A very dangerous place, Dubbo, when you've got free drinks and everyone having a great time. Mate, was it a good crowd? It was a ripper. Like, I know anyone who's been to a greyhound track of late will say that the atmosphere just is nothing like it used to be. And we're talking 15, 20 years ago when they were five or six deep on the fence. Well, that's what it was like out at Dubbo. It was the same last year. Got around 2,000 people to the place. And I don't know what it is, whether it's just country people get around their sport more, whether they've got less to do, whether they just like having a good time. I don't know. Maybe Sydney's just a little bit difficult to try and get into Wenty Park as well. But we saw a return to the glory days and everyone on track had a ripping time. So it was wonderful. Oh, good stuff. Mate. We've got a lot of listeners, a lot of loyal listeners in Dubbo through TDU. So 
I hope a few of them got there as well. Now, our attention turns to the Golden Easter Egg, one of the most famous and historic dog races in the country. Before we find out what we can expect in the heats on Saturday, what's the prize money for this, mate? Because as we know, and we talk about it a lot, the prize money now in greyhound racing is nuts. It is. And a dog like Showman Jack, for instance, just comes out of that $125,000 country classic, and he's engaged in the heats of the Easter egg. It's worth a cool three hundred grand. Oh, so three hundred grand to the winner. Even less work than the country classic dogs. They had to run at least 600 metres. The Golden Easter Egg's 520. It's at Wentworth Park. And honestly, it's one of the hardest series to win. If you talk to any old dog people, they'll say, you know, a Melbourne Cup or a Golden Easter Egg, because you've got to go through the heats, then you get to the semi-finals, And then, if you're lucky enough and you run well enough, you win the final as well. So it starts this Saturday night. We've got 10 absolutely ripping heats. They came out this morning. We've got dogs from New South Wales, Victoria, Queensland, South Australia, and even uh, a dog from Perth coming across to try and get a piece of that $300,000 pie. All the big stars from New South Wales are engaged. She's a pearl, obviously. She's our best dog at the moment. She's running around in a heat of this. And as I said, it kicks off Saturday and it's three weeks of absolute glory. So the best of the best take out the Easter egg. It's been going for about 40, 45 years now. Uh, and I can't wait to see how the next couple of weeks shapes up. $300,000. We're going to start seeing dogs turn up in Bentleys uh, at, at Wendy Park soon, mate, <laughs> if we keep going like this. Now, I go away. Gold, gold muzzles. Yeah, gold muzzles. That's right. And gold teeth. Uh, I go away. <laughs> I go, I'm away for one week, Crook. And apparently now we've unofficially adopted a dog uh, and it's called Fat Pizza. Now, it's been running around the state during the week. How's it gone? Yeah, we did, mate. You were away. Uh, what do they say? The cat's away and the mouse will, the mice will play. So, yeah. Matty and, and Sassy, we inherited or adopted unofficially the dog Fat Pizza. I thought that just summed up the show perfectly. Fat, for obvious reasons, and pizza, because we all love that. Mm-hmm. Um and we adopted him for a reason because he's a maiden uh, and he's still a maiden, I'm sad to say. He had two runs this week. He ran at Richmond and Bulleye. Still hasn't broken the maiden status. So he's had 55 starts now, oh, no wins, 30, runner, 30 seconds and third. So he's not hopeless. And he's just ticked over $10,000 in career earnings. So there you go. You don't have to be a winner to make a crust in the Greyhound game. And Fat Pizza, I reckon we can, well, at least continue to support him until he gets that main victory, which has to be around the corner somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, A question without notice. Do you know where he's racing soon? He doesn't have a nomination in, so he ran at Bulleye yesterday. I dare say he'll be going around Friday or Saturday somewhere, but I'll keep the listeners posted throughout. You can jump on. Maybe maybe I'll throw out a plug on the socials at some stage if you want to get around... Twitter or Facebook, you can see where Fat Pizza's running next. Sounds good. Now, any tips for Wenny Park tonight? Yeah, we got two. Race five, number two, Ollie Impact. There's been some market support as well. Open 440 into 350. That's always a good sign. So race five, number two, Ollie Impact. And then race eight, number eight, Aston Barrick. Uh, really interesting dog. I actually thought this dog would be engaged in the Easter egg heat. Jason Fletcher really knows how to place his dogs well. He must think that the dog's not quite ready. It had a better four-month fell over Christmas, like a bunch of us. Uh, and maybe <laughs> just isn't quite at its peak yet. So race eight, number eight, Aston Barrick, is in a race that you wouldn't normally see running. So I reckon for that reason, it's a good play as well. Right, yeah. The Greyhound Super Series presents the Labrokes Golden Easter Egg, Saturday, 8th of April at Wentworth Park. Simon, we'll catch you next week, mate. Hurry, mate.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We are back. Oh, we are. But this thing's meant to be playing. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. Uh, Before we get to some of the texts, I just want to get to that story that's uh, popped up. The Savo Royce Hunt has called Corey Horsburgh a weak, gutted dog following their scuffle on Sunday afternoon. Hasn't that combat, uh, comment come back to bite the, uh, the Raiders on the back? So what, what, what happened? Oh, he held him in the scrum and, um, yeah, just a little scuffle. And, and, he's, and he's, he didn't punch him. He sort of, like, palmed him in the face. And he got accused of punching, sent off um, for 10 minutes and didn't like it. I mean, it was, it was not the best thing for Royce Hunt to do and it cost the team. There's no doubt about it. Um, Horsburgh went on to score two tries and, yeah, Royce Hunt was a little frustrated by it. Have a listen to what he had to say. You know, you can't just hold me in and push me over and not expect anything. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It's rugby league. We'll get on with it and bash him next game. I've never seen a front row hide behind a halfback, though. <laughs> you think it's that was poor form? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as Ricky Stewart would say, he's a weak gutter dog, but <laughs> we'll... Um, We'll get them next game. That's great. Yeah. It's going to make for a good... It's going to make for... I mean, how much is that going to be played in the week leading up to uh, the next matchup in... I think it's round 27, last game before the finals. And I I dare say both those teams will be in the mix. So not only will they be playing for final spots, but um, there'll be a little bit more emotion attached to that game. Absolutely. uh, Make it interesting. Uh, Matty Rogers is uh, has suggested that he has got the greatest last laugh. No, to, I, did, I you didn't know, say that. You did. I just said you've I, been talking I'm, it up for two days. It's not bad. <laughs> We're getting rat. My right. like is what? But what? Am I doing my last laugh? Not right now. No. No. When, when I tell you, you can. Oh, oh just okay. be on your toes. Yeah, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. My like is this is we didn't even get to likes and or whatever it's called. Uh, the way Worm has handled himself this week, to do it privately is hard enough, but to do it publicly is so much harder. His mother Barbara and old man John have raised a good one. Yeah, that's from Rooster Mungrel. Rooster Mungrel also said Milf's Rock uh, mm. in relation to. Um, Scotty Piven's ex-missus yeah, yeah. dating Michael Jordan's yeah. son. Yes, that's The Big right. G has said, evening, Jace and Tank. I'd like to know who the Big G is because... I'd like to know who the Tank is. The Tank is me. How, what? When I was four years old, I started playing rugby league and uh, I played in the second row and I used to just run as hard as I could. I, I was Martin Lang <laughs> as a four-year-old <laughs> and I used to run over blokes and I got the nickname Tank. And all the kids I played with from age four to about nine or ten when I moved to Queensland, all those kids still call me – well, they're not kids now. They still call me Tank. So, um, it's, uh, he says, unfortunately, I think Hook gets treated the way he does because he's a good bloke. True. Great, great to hear Sats yesterday. It will get better. Memories are forever. Hey, Michael from Dremoyne. Hi, guys. When Nick enters the arena, that's Nick Kyrgios, I turn off the radio and TV. He is a flog. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, a lot of Aussies he's think polarizing. Like that. He's polarizing. There's no question about it. I, I, I'm, I like watching him. It's exciting. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, you don't know whether you're going to get a dummy spit or some amazing tennis. Uh, I just think he's, um, yeah, he's, he's entertaining. Um, some people are calling that out for you to have a break and also to, um, for for us to chip in for you to go to a day spa because you've I had to work them. I agree four them. days a week. Uh, your mate Fitzy and. Loyal listener of Sports Day says he spent longer on the golf course than in the studio. 
Well, the golf game's very important. I'm a part of a very important competition between uh, the, the Glades Geeks at the moment. And, um, yeah, round one's on Friday, so I'm looking forward to it. Nick from Newcastle, re-hook. What a stupid thing to do by the Dragons board after only round three. The coaching team does not need this pressure and drama so early in the season. He needs to roll in the head office. He- heads need to roll in the head office, I should mm. say. Yeah, um, and Adrian from Rouse Hill says, Sally, the rules in rugby union ruin it as a spectacle. The constant repacking of scrums, boring pushover tries, the advantage rule which goes on for an yeah, eternity is a joke. Intercepts in rugby are pulled up and penalised. Rugby league has become even more exciting, whereas rugby union has become so dull to watch. Yeah, we yeah, all know that. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it, it is disappointing where it is at the moment. I've got a compliment here for you, I think, from Muzza. G'day, fellas. Love the show. Jason, you guys have the greatest sports show. That's nice. Thank you. Mm. I miss Belcher, but the rat is great. I don't know how a club doesn't snap the rat up as an advisor to the coaching team. Amazing insights. Muzza and proud mate of Daniel from Prairie Wood. Correct me if I'm right. Actually, we haven't had that for a while. Everyone's movement. Whoever was in here last week while I was sick, has moved my stuff around. Bl- I... Blaming people, mate. Stop blaming people. It's, <laughs> it's a bad trait. Rightio, let's let's do it. You you ready? I hope you're ready for it. On Sports Day. Oh, no, hang t- on. That's the wrong one. We've got one specially made up. On Sports Day, it's time for The Last Laugh with Matt Rogers. Do not go anywhere. I would sit down if I were you. We've got a special guest coming up. The stage is yours, Matt Rogers. Matt Rogers! An elderly couple, they're, they're, they're sitting in church and, and the elderly wife, she turns to her husband and said, I've just done a silent fart. What should I do? And the husband turned to her and said, change the batteries in your hearing aid. <laughs> mm. That's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt Steve from Dubbo uh, will let us know whether that was good or bad. I think I've just found, here it is. Correct me if I'm right. There we go. There's Sats. Correct me if I'm right. Hey, listen, thanks for your text tonight. It's been amazing. The phones and the text machine have blown up, so we appreciate that. You can grab a podcast of the show, Sports Day New South Wales, wherever you get your podcasts from, or via the SCN app. Uh, some of our SCN stations now are going to the driver's seat. Enjoy mm, that show. Nice. Rats, we'll be back tomorrow night, mate. Your fourth day. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Goodbye!